Okay. Uh, welcome to, uh, well, I guess it's another Aroa Entertainment Podcast, episode two. Um, technically, Reeton Entertainment Podcast 31? Is that it? Probably should have checked that before I started recording. Oh, well. Uh, for December 6th, uh, 2015. Closing in on 2016. Nathan is not here today because uh, his motherboard exploded. Um, don't know what the status is on that, but uh, he asked me to go ahead and do it on my own. And considering none of my friends have any interesting opinions, uh, it's time to get going. All right, so I've got several different things that I'm going to uh, blather on about at length. Um, let's, uh, start with the fact that, uh, PSX happened this week. Um, I guess that stands for PlayStation Experience. Um, I guess Sony, well, PlayStation, since they, they seem to consider PlayStation and Sony, like, separate entities. Uh, kind of like how Xbox and Microsoft are. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Uh... Some interesting things came out of that. Uh, there was a lot of talk about the PlayStation VR. Apparently, it's pretty close to coming to fruition. Um, you have, like, Ace Combat 7 is coming, which that's pretty cool. Uh, it's going to be only on PS4. Uh, I'll go through some of these uh, headlines. Um, I have two articles in particular that I would like to bring up here. Uh, first off... Um, let's see, we've got that Uncharted 4 has some branching dialogue options in some parts. Willing to bet that they really don't mean much of anything, which, oh well, whatever. I have not played, uh, any of the Uncharted games. Um, I played the first maybe 45 minutes of 3 and then said, oh my god, this is one of the most boring games I've ever played in my entire life and then, uh, never touched it again. Um, supposedly it gets a lot better after that first hour, but holy shit, there's not one to start on. Um, then we had, uh, some new Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, footage. It was actually gameplay. It looks like it plays, well, it's, uh, I think it's been confirmed actually it does run on the same engine as Final Fantasy XV, and, uh, the combat in XV, from what I can tell, Kind of looks like a less uh, movement-oriented, but but nevertheless action-oriented uh, combat system to uh, that you can compare to Kingdom Hearts. Um, the menu definitely in combat, with it being a little uh, box uh, with selections uh, stacked on top of each other. Like it's just a little menu in the lower left corner, um, and that's that's your combat interface very much reminds me of uh, Kingdom Hearts, and that is not a bad thing. I had no intention on playing Final Fantasy VII's uh, remake until I found out about that. Um, now I actually fully intend on at least giving it a shot. Um, also, uh, related to that, Final Fantasy VII's uh, PS4 port uh, came out, and uh, my buddy Steven was talking about this uh, it apparently is not just a direct, like, it, it's not just running in an emulator. Um, 
it has a lot of uh, mods, basically, that you can put on the game. Um, they are not listed on this article. But essentially, uh, from the way he described it, you can make yourself practically invulnerable, um, you and your party. Uh, you can get unlimited limit breaks. Uh, there's a three times fast forward button. Uh, you can just turn off random encounters if you want. Um, pretty much everything that I absolutely abhor or abhor. I don't know how to say that correctly, but everything I hate about, uh, fucking old school JRPGs, uh, they kind of work around with those settings. So I am totally cool with that. Uh, whatever, you know? Um, after that, yeah, we've got Street Fighter V, don't care. Uh, Battleborn's gonna have local split-screen multiplayer. That's pretty neat. Um, and then, uh, we got some new Vita games announced. I'll come back to that. Uh, something called Yakuza Zero, uh, coming to North America. Let's see what that is. Yakuza Zero... Yakuza 5 for PS3 will launch December 8th. What is... Oh, Yakuza 0 is a prequel to the original Yakuza. That's pretty cool. Um, full Throttle remaster coming to PS4 and PS Vita. Full Throttle being, I am going to assume, the uh, LucasArts point and click. Yep. Uh, that old Tim Schafer game, uh, which is great. Cool. Uh, Full Throttle, from my understanding at least, is one of the best point-and-click adventure games of all time, which it's fitting because LucasArts is the best creator, well, were the best creators of point-and-click adventure games, uh, period. Um, I don't think anybody has beaten them. Uh, Telltale, I would say, with their pretty much, their, their exclusive genre, um, have kind of made what I believe to be the spiritual successor to the point and click adventure game. Um, other companies have tried to emulate it, uh, emulate the way that the telltale games play out. Um, which if you haven't played one, um, very dialogue heavy. Um, I, it, it doesn't have a whole lot of like inventory management and whatnot, like a lot of older point-and-click adventure games did, but those were pretty much just to pad things out for the most part, I think, at least. Uh, it was just a matter of, you know, they didn't have a lot of space for story, and they had to uh, they had to pad out the game somehow, or else you'd just basically be reading a, reading a, a short story with some pictures involved. Um, but now, I mean, you can, you can throw together a game with a full-on narrative and make it nice and stylized so you don't have to spend a lot of money on the art and throw it out there. Uh, but Telltale definitely definitely does a good job with that. And I I really think that that's, that's where point-and-click adventures have gone. You also got things like, uh, uh, what's it called? The Book of Never-Ending, or, or Book of Unwritten Tales, that's it, or stories. I, I don't remember. Um that was obviously a legitimate point and click adventure game. And that's like the genre is still around, but I think, uh, the, te the way telltale has gone about, uh, their whole thing is kind of the natural progression 
of that. Uh, you can you, you can still make a good point-and-click adventure game in the classic style. I mean, the Book of Unwritten Tales, I think that's what it is, uh, is a testament to that. I haven't played the sequel, but I'm assuming it's, you know, more of the, more of the same, which is not a bad thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, good. I'm glad that, uh, you know, old point-and-click adventure games are still getting love. We got something about Onimusha meets uh, Dark Souls in Team Ninja's new PS4 action game. It's called uh, Neo. Um, Dark Souls combat in a dark world a la Onimusha. Can't say I really care. Um, I I like uh, Dark Souls and I, I really liked Demon Souls more than I liked Dark Souls. Um even though they're practically the same game. Practically. There are definite differences. Uh, I don't know why everyone wants to always compare everything to Dark Souls, though. I mean, Demon Souls came first, and Dark Souls is, <laughs> again, almost the same game. Um, but, you know, eh, this is obviously going to be a thing. It's already a thing. Um, what was it, that other game? Uh, something in the Fallen? I don't, I don't remember. Uh there was a Western game dev that uh, put out a game that was really just just fucking Dark Souls, but instead of being in uh, something that's that was actually unique, it was it was pretty pretty stereotypical, uh, just WRPG kind of stuff from what from what I saw. Uh, maybe it was maybe it was better than that, but it really didn't look all, anything all that special. I. Uh, if I remember right, it really didn't like it got okay reviews, like, but it, it was just compared way too much to Dark Souls and Demon Souls, and it didn't have enough of its own identity. And I'm kind of worried that that's that's going to happen with uh, other companies trying to do that. And not not so much that I'm worried for their sake. Uh, it's really just that, like, I don't know. I'd, I'd hate for I'd hate for the the Souls series and and whatnot to uh to kind of get sullied by that whole thing um i i would really rather other companies try to innovate on the idea because there are definitely things that uh could be done better uh, with that but anyway uh a baseball game for ps4 who cares uh ubisoft made some kind of new vr game you'd be an eagle we uh ratchet and clank ps4 game uh got some kind of new trailer for it I didn't watch it, uh, you know, whatever. I like Ratchet & Clank. Uh, it's a cool series, but uh, their their last few endeavors kind of turned me off to the whole thing. And uh, I don't even know, is Insomniac still... I don't even know if Insomniac is still making the Ratchet & Clank games. I don't know if they still own the rights to all that. Uh, doesn't say anything about it here. Um, whatever. Uh, yeah, Insomniac uh, with Sunset Overdrive really kind of showed me that they don't they they don't really they don't know how to make a fun game anymore. I don't think I really don't. Um, Sunset Overdrive is uh, a huge disappointment. I'm glad I got it for thirty dollars instead of sixty, but it was still a waste of money. Um, 
just really repetitive and dull and the, the weapons really weren't all that imaginative like there were just stuff that i had seen in ratchet and clank before and done better uh so yeah and also apparently this is going to run at 1080p at 30 fps so they don't even god what are what are they doing um Nino Kuni 2 announces a PS4 exclusive. Uh, I think Nathan and I have gone over Nino Kuni before. I don't I don't like it. I don't want it. So Destiny is getting Sparrow Racing. Fucking fuck Destiny. Uh, then we got the Ace Combat 7 thing. Um, some PS uh, VR news. Uh, Res Infinite has been announced. That's interesting. Uh, 100% playable without VR, 1080p, uh, 60 FPS, 7.1 audio, 120 FPS, and 3D audio in VR. Very nice. Uh, cool. Let's see if the video will play here. Nope, it is not working. Probably because of my ad blocker. Whatever, don't care that much. Um, I'm gonna get that though. Uh, I mean, it can't be any worse than Child of Eden, which wasn't that bad, but just was not worth the money. I loved the original Res. I played the hell out of it. I I probably played that all the way through um, in one sitting. Well, I mean, you kind of have to, but... Uh, God, I can't even count how many times I probably beat that game. Um, and then Res HD... Uh, came out on the 360, played the shit out of it again. Um, I love Res. Uh, fantastic soundtrack. I still listen to the uh, was it Adam Freeland song in that because um, it was it was like an exclusive remix. I've never heard that version of the song anywhere else, so it it must have come like been made for the game. Uh, and good God, like I want I want more of that. I want more of like slow-paced, uh, heavy bass techno, like, borderline instrumental hip-hop kind of deal. Like, I've never heard a techno song quite like that. Now people are going to get mad at me for calling it techno. I don't care. Uh, and then Psychonauts 2 will also be coming. Um, wait, now, what, what is this? Psychonauts virtual reality game... Oh, there's going to be a Psychonauts virtual reality game that is a prequel to Psychonauts 2. Okay, sure, whatever. Um, Also, Psychonauts 2 is coming. Uh, More about that in a minute. So, alright, that's all the uh, headlines. Uh, now here's the meat of everything that was actually important. Uh, new PS Vita games. I can't believe how few there are. Um, even though I really should be uh, able to believe it, considering how little Sony has done anything for the Vita the last couple of years. Um, so, what do we got? Uh, Hitman Go, which was... Uh, released in April of last year, so almost two years ago on uh, iOS and Android. Uh, 
some kind of SNK fighting game called The Last Blade 2. Uh, apparently it's a classic game. So, again, not a new game. Uh, some classic Tim Schafer adventure titles. Again, not new games. Uh, then we've got uh, Mania- yeah, Maniac Mansion was part of it in Full Throttle. So, uh, that was it. Um, it looks like, wait, no, uh, there's also Bastion, not a new game. And Nuclear Throne, not a new game. Um, so great, there were no new games. <laughs> Seriously, Sony. <laughs> and games, Gamespot. Like, are you are you shitting me? Like, here's all the new PS Vita games. A bunch of old games being re-released on Vita. Ah, oh, that's painful. All right. It really sucks because I uh, I love the fucking Vita. There's just not enough games for it. I mean, I, that's really how I feel about the whole thing. <sighs> oh well. Uh, so on to the next thing. Uh, some PS2 games are coming to PS4. Now uh, you might remember. Um, was it a week ago or so? Maybe a little longer than that. Maybe a little less long, long than that. The days kind of melt together for me. Um, there was some talk about PlayStation 2 compatibility, backwards compatibility coming to the PlayStation 4. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, uh, kind of important. Um, one of the big things that the one is selling on uh right now is the fact that they're bringing uh, 360 compatibility now granted it's only with particular games just like with the uh, 360 and the original xbox but uh, the fact that they're doing it at all is significant especially considering they initially said it's not happening at all uh, i think we talked about that on the previous podcast or it was on a previous podcast that we we talked about that so now uh sony is uh bringing backwards compatibility to the PS4 uh, for PS2 games. Kind of skipped a console there, guys. Um, so, problem. It's not really backwards compatibility. At all. It is uh, basically just the same exact thing they did with the PS3 um, after they stripped backwards compatibility out of it. Um, cause I don't know if you guys remember, but when the PS3 initially came out, it literally had a PS2 inside of it. Um, that's not even like, that's not me using literally incorrectly. Uh, they had PS2 hardware inside the unit that it would use for PS2 games. They had to, uh, strip it out eventually because it just cost too much. Um, it, it used more power, uh, took up space, uh, probably had a lot to do with the overheating issues, uh, of the original set of units. Um, but you know, obviously 599 us dollars was kind of a big deal. So they had to strip out a lot of the backwards compatibility shit. Uh, and that's why if you even play PlayStation one games, because those were, those remained backwards compatible. But, uh, well, at least for a while, if you played even a PS1 game, 
on uh like a later early gen uh ps3 like uh the 40 gig i think uh the 40 gig that that wasn't um well yeah no there were no there were no ps2 compatible 40 gigs i don't think uh if you played a playstation one game on one of those uh it would look worse and in some cases have more issues uh than if you played on one of the original ones like one of the original 60 gigs the reason for that was that uh the later consoles used uh software emulation as opposed to hardware emulation on the 60 gig one um that's actually well it was because it had the uh the ps2 hardware in there and the ps2 used hardware emulation to uh, run ps1 games like it basically basically the ps2 had a ps1 inside of it so the original 60 gig had a p it was a ps3 with a ps2 inside of it with a ps1 inside of that um so yeah they uh they're not really adding backwards compatibility to the ps4 so much as uh like with the ps3 um, what they did there was after they took out backwards compatibility, everybody was pissed off. So they added this whole PS2 classics thing, um, which in Japan, I want to say it was either with the PS2 games or the PS1 games, uh, maybe both. You, uh, could buy this attachment for the PS3. It was like a USB disk drive, but it verified your game. And if you did, if you bought this attachment, um, put your game in the, like your old PS2 or PS1 game, it verified that, uh, checked in online, and then you could play the game on your PS3 for free, um, as long as it was on the store. So basically, you could re-download the games you already own. It's it's literally what the <laughs> what the 360 backwards compatibility is on the Xbox One. Um, all it is is basically just downloading uh, an emulator uh, for for the 360 game. So with uh, with the PS4 backwards compatibility, well, back to the PS3 one. Getting off track. Well, in America with that you just had to buy them again you, you had to buy your games over again they didn't release any kind of attachment for some reason so uh with that uh it was it was just you you rebought the game it was like the uh virtual console for the wii and the wii u uh you just rebought the game that you already paid for uh so with uh the ps4 it's just they pick what games they can basically get licensed for and sell, resell them on the uh, PlayStation Store for about the price of a new indie game or whatever. So uh, not a whole lot of games. Uh, it's, let's see, the list here is uh, Dark Cloud, which is, from my understanding, a fantastic JRPG. 
Um, I never played it. I played a demo of it and I really liked it, but I mean, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, all three of the original Grand Theft Autos, um, well, not original, original, but you know, what made the GTA of now, uh, three Vice City, San Andreas, um, Rogue Galaxy, uh, I didn't play it. I don't even know what the fuck it is, to be honest. It looks like a JRPG. Um, there's some, like, anime characters and what looks like a boat. Um, I fucking uh, is it is it just Star Ocean? Uh, um, and then you got Mark of Cree, which, uh, oh my god. I seriously might buy this again. Uh, I own Mark of Cree on PS2. It is seriously one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, I forgot it existed, but oh my god, it is fantastic. It has, without a doubt, one of the best combat systems of any game ever. Um, I would almost say, I probably would say it's better than Arkham uh, Combat. Like, because it's, it's, it's all weapon-based, pretty much. Um, but the, the way that, that it works, you, you point the stick in the direction of the enemies you want to target. And depending on what weapon you're using, changes how many characters you can target at once. And that assigns them to a button on the controller. So, you do that, and then you press the button that you want to use to attack. But... Unlike in Arkham, where you can basically attack anybody you want at any time, he'll just like fly across the room and hit him. Um, you can't do that. You actually have to get close enough to hit them. And if somebody starts attacking you that you don't have selected, you can't uh, block them or, or, or anything. I don't think at least. But like, so basically you have to actively be paying attention to what's going on in combat. Um and depending on which weapon you have equipped, uh, it gives you more leeway uh, or uh, more more options in combat. Uh, it, it's just trust me, it's worth fifteen dollars. Uh, it also has a beautiful art style. Like I I doubt that it it holds up necessarily, but it, uh, the stylized nature of it really helps. Um, if Disney made a violent brawler game. Mark of Cree would look like it would look like Mark of Cree. Um, trust me, just like watch watch an episode of a Let's Play of it, and thank me later because oh my god, it's so good. Uh, moving on, Twisted Metal Black. It's the last good Twisted Metal game. Uh, it's like it, honestly, it's the only Twisted Metal game I've ever really enjoyed. Um, like it, it <laughs> that is, it, it's not like a fantastic game because it's just fucking twisted metal, but it's unlike any other twisted metal. Um, it, it, it has its own identity among the series and it, it does a beautiful job at what it was going for. Um, the, the, the entirety like each individual character having their own stories and their cutscenes and and whatnot, like it, it it made it even more 
disappointing and and depressing whenever the new Twisted Metal game came out on PS4 and it was okay. Um, they brought back a couple characters uh, in uh, Twisted Metal from Black and they were different and they were shitty and they didn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, so Twisted Metal Black. If you like Twisted Metal, um, I highly recommend it. Um, it's $10. Uh, all these are, are 15 except for this one, uh, Twisted Metal and uh, Were the Monsters, which, just a second, um, definitely worth $10. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and uh, it is worth mentioning that uh, they all these games have trophy support. They've been uh, upscaled to 1080p. Uh, you can still do, uh, like, you, you can still broadcast them. Uh, you can do share play. Uh, you can do remote play. Uh, these are all just fucking great uh, things. Um, it's it's going to make them look better. They'll they'll still play fantastically. I'm excited about that, especially for like Twisted Metal Black. Um, the last thing I'm going to say about the game is it probably well it directly influenced like a lot of my taste uh, growing up. It was it was definitely one of those things. It's like you get exposed to that, and then all of a sudden you're an edgelord <laughs> like oh my god it is it was so so too edgy five you and just even thinking about it is so nostalgic because of how much that cemented what my idea of cool was like do it at the very least if you're not going to play the game and if you haven't played the game i really think um that it's it's just it's a surreal experience to watch the cutscenes. Uh they're all on YouTube. Uh just look up Twisted Metal Black cutscenes. Uh watch um watch Sweet Tooth. Um watch the preacher's story. I can't remember what his name is. Um watch uh Doll Faces. Um I I really I, I liked hers. Um, and what was it? Oh, the the taxi driver. Um, well, it technically it's his kid. Like, that was so messed up. All of them, like, to be honest, for what they were, were actually pretty decent stories. Like, they weren't these these really silly things. Not, not all of them, at least. The... Uh, the, the preacher's kind of silly, but, um, like it was very dark, very, uh, very bald fucking like early two thousands edge lordy. Um, but it's, it's great. It's, it's so cool. Just fucking, well, at least watch the, the cutscenes. Uh, lastly, uh, war of the monsters. I only got to play the demo of this, uh, of war of the monsters, because I couldn't find it whenever I was a kid. And whenever I did eventually find it, like, I had a PS3 at that point. And I was like, eh, I could get it, but fuck it. Also, like, Slackers, which is uh, one of the... It's like a local GameStop competitor. Um, 
they the the cheapest that they ever had it was like 30 bucks and i'm not paying 30 dollars for a fucking ps2 game uh, i don't know why i never pirated it uh whenever i was whenever i did that uh but i didn't so now you can get it for 10 bucks what is it it's a fucking uh it's a kaiju fighting game like it's it's uh everything that probably in the newest godzilla game should have been but wasn't um yeah it's like it's a free roam ish uh fighting game like you don't you don't like it's not a free roam game or open world but like you walk around basically like 10 or 15 city blocks worth of space and uh, you beat the shit out of each other and uh, i mean that's it that's the game um it's not complicated but it's just really fun and really simple to get into and since you can do share play and i'm assuming you can you know hook up a fucking second controller to the ps4 i don't know i don't have a second controller um be really great to just have a buddy over and play a fucking old fighting game um look up some gameplay footage of it uh, if you if you like you know casual fighting games it's totally your thing i bet um there's also, uh, oh, Parappa the Rapper 2 uh, is not available immediately, but it's coming to uh, to backwards compatibility. I will buy that. Um, I actually waited until I had a PSP to play the original Parappa the Rapper, and I regret it because that was a, that was a fantastic game. Uh, way too short. But, I mean, it was on a PS1 disc, so what do you expect? Uh, never never played a second of Parappa the Rapper 2. I have played a demo of uh, I'm Jammer Lammy, but never Parappa the Rapper 2. Which, uh, by the way, you got to get that I'm Jammer Lammy on there. Uh, so, yeah. That's, that's it for backwards compatibility. Which is kind of sad, really. There's no way... They couldn't have just straight up put an emulator in there. With the fact that uh, PS or PCSX 2 exists and works as well as it does, um, there's no reason that Sony couldn't have just shoved a PS2 emulator on there. Like, they have everything. that They have the fucking everything that made up the ps2 like they have the 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 schematics of the fucking processor like there's there's no reason they couldn't have done that but whatever maybe in the future uh all right i still got another 25 minutes to fill let's talk about uh rock band vr okay uh it (laughs) there was a there was a video uh for the for rock band vr it's just first person rock band where you play fucking through the fire and flames it looks like it's more or less just a tech demo i don't know why it exists it shouldn't exist i don't get it um it's really silly and really dumb but whatever uh yeah that's happening um it's gonna be on oculus for reasons moving on uh psychonauts 2 uh was announced uh there's a fucking crowdfunding 
<sighs> I don't trust Double Fine anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, Broken Age was Broken Age is bad. Broken Age was bad and stupid. Uh, there's a reason I didn't bring it up earlier talking about point-click adventure games because it was bad and stupid. Uh, it was also like the entire development process behind it was just like the epitome of the word debacle. Um, everything about that whole situation was bad. Uh, so now Tim Schafer's like, I want to make fucking Psychonauts 2, even though the plot of the original game was completely tied up and there's no reason to make a sequel other than just for money. Um, I hope that it doesn't, it's, it's going to involve Raz. Um, I don't, I don't know what they could possibly do though. Like, but I'm, I'm not a writer, <laughs> so I just hope they don't fuck it up. They want $3.3 million to cover one third of the game's total budget. Uh, I wonder what the original Psychonauts budget Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> the original Psychonauts had a final budget of $11.5 million. That's surprising. Um, I mean, I'm sure they'll get the money. There's no doubt about that. Uh, apparently, Notch is probably going to be donating a bunch of money to the development of it since uh, Notch showed a lot of interest in the idea. So, I hope the best of it, or for it, because I loved uh, the original Psychonauts. Um, had a surprisingly good story for being what kind of presented itself as like a kids-friendly game. Um, I liked a lot of the concepts, and I've always been a fan of the concept of uh, psychic powers, so it's, it definitely spoke a lot to me. So I hope it goes well. I just I don't trust Double Fine. Yeah, they're they're one of the uh, one of the, the reasons that people don't take crowdfunding seriously uh, after they fucked so much up with uh, with Broken Age. But hope for the best with that. Uh, let's see. Can I do anything to? Kind of link in with the rest of this shit. Uh, no, not really. Well, okay, yeah, here we go. Uh, bad money. Bad money management. Man, Nathan thinks he's bad at this. Uh, so, Sega. Everybody loves Sega. Uh, Sega's not doing so hot. Big surprise. Sega has cut their full year profit estimate by 90%. Uh, they have lowered their revenue forecast by 65 billion yen uh, to 355 billion. Eh. Oh, that's its full revenue. Um, the impact on profit is more pronounced with operating income expected to be 60% lower from 25 billion to 10 billion. Net profit will be 90% lower than expected at 2 billion as opposed to 19 billion yen. Um, their, sorry, their uh, patchy slot machine sales uh, expectations are down 
by about a hundred thousand units and their pachinko machine uh expectations are down from uh are down by it looks like about seventeen thousand units obviously this is all in the japanese market we don't get either of those things for some reason um in september they lowered their six month revenue forecast by 22 percent and ultimately earned even less than that so what this basically means is the more profitable part of sega because most of these japanese game companies they make a lot of their money in the uh, patchy slot and pachinko machine sales that they do uh konami especially konami even makes uh konami makes a lot of slot machines in america uh if you go to a casino i can almost guarantee you that you will see an entire section of just konami branded mach- uh, slot machines that are just random fucking slot machines it's just that konami makes them Uh, Konami is huge in the gambling scene, which is why they can get away with, you know, killing off all the games that us Americans love so much. They can just rebrand them as part of fucking uh, pachinko machines over in Japan and make an ass load more money than they would have blowing a bunch of cash on a high budget game here in America. So, yeah, this is pretty bad. Uh they're only going to be making 2 billion yen, which, uh, let's see here, 2 billion JPY in USD. Whoops. That is $16 million. $16 million. This is opposed to their original estimate of 1.5 billion it looks like am i reading that right no 154 million so yeah uh it's bad that's a that's a, this is a bad sign um i know that you know 15 billion or million dollars sounds like a lot it's not for a multinational corporation like this uh that's bad uh hopefully sega will be able to come back from it um they're supposed to be doing a lot with their games uh particularly with like sonic uh i'm sure that sonic has not been helping their their uh their income much sonic sonic boom sonic boom probably fucked him over a lot so hope sega doesn't doesn't collapse or do i think about that like would it be such a bad thing if sega just kind of died uh i don't know i don't think it would be such a bad thing if nintendo bought sonic i mean what what other franchises does sega really have they got like house of the dead uh a bunch of random shit like uh they've just kind of published a lot of random games but as far as the franchises that they like actively like work on uh first party uh i'm having trouble thinking of anything else that they've put out uh at least in the last few years like it's pretty much just been sonic from them and it's not very good uh generations was the last good one 
So we'll see what happens there. But I really think it'd be fine if Nintendo got a hold of, of Sonic. Or hell, even if... Oh, I don't want... No. Never mind. Let's just let's just pretend I didn't say anything. Let's just hope that if Sega gets liquidated, Nintendo gets it. They get Sonic. I don't really care about the rest of the franchises, to be honest. Then we've got... Moving on to something probably completely different. Well, not necessarily. Uh, Nintendo. That pause was intentional. It's talking about the NX. This is probably one of the dumbest reports I've read from games industry. So, the idea here, the, 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 what, what, it's, what it is, is Nintendo NX is supposed to ship 10 to 12 million units in 2016. Um, the Wii U, as of September, had lifetime sales of slightly under 11 million units. Uh, so, Games Industry is reporting that uh, DigiTimes is uh reporting that one of nintendo's upstream component suppliers is expecting to provide the company with enough hardware to ship 10 to 12 million units in 2016 thereby meaning or indicating that nintendo is expecting to ship 10 to 12 million units in 2016 this somehow is being construed to say that nintendo is expecting to sell that many um and a lot of other websites are reporting that nintendo is supposed to surpass the wii u's install base in the within its first year on shelves that's not what this means at all um this is basically nintendo being prepared for demand uh as far as like ship means that just means they're ready for it doesn't mean it's actually going to sell and <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's really just going to depend on what the hell NX even is, which we don't know. And I could have told you about this article that came out a little while ago. Uh, there was an interview with the current president, but it really didn't tell us anything other than it's not the Wii U. So whatever. Uh, there was some other fucking video that people are spreading around. It's like, will the NX be the most powerful console ever? And my response is, I don't fucking care. Just make sure it doesn't run on fucking power PC architecture or else nobody's going to make anything for it. Um, because that's, that's a big reason why nobody makes any games for the Wii U. Uh, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but... The Wii U runs on PowerPC architecture. Um, it's the same architecture that ran the GameCube and the Wii. Uh, it's old. Um, it's fucking completely different from writing for x86 hardware, which is what both the PS4 and the Xbox One run. Um, it's pretty much the same kind of scenario as with the PS3 versus the 360. Um, if you remember, there were a lot of companies that were complaining that, well, we, we can make games for 360 really easily, but it's more complicated to work on the PS3 because it's of the cell architecture. 
well, the cell architecture was PowerPC. It ran PowerPC instructions. Uh, PowerPC was like IBM's. It was. It was. It was. It's an IBM thing, and it goes back to like it probably only got as popular as it did because of one IBM and also uh, Macs. Um, Macintoshes up until. I want to say OS 10.6 were all PowerPC, and I think 10.6 was whenever they added Intel and completely switched over to that, and then they became x86. Uh, I'm guessing that PowerPC architecture is just cheaper to produce because x86 is an Intel thing. Um, And at least, and now with the... with the new consoles being 64-bit, they're actually <laughs> um, x86-64, which is the, the I don't know what the terminology or what the word is for it, but uh, basically the way that x86 processors can run 64-bit applications is actually an AMD patent. And that's probably a big reason why AMD continues to exist is because it's actually called AMD 64. That's why if uh, if you ever have to run anything in Linux or you have to download something from like uh, uh, SourceForge or something and you're downloading the 64-bit version of the application, it'll be labeled AMD 64. And it's like, well, I don't have an AMD processor. I have Intel. Well, it doesn't matter because AMD made, <laughs> made what is now modern 64-bit uh, instruction sets for uh, x86 processors. Uh, Intel wanted to make everything itanium, and AMD was like, uh, "Hey, we made this thing that, uh, or this extent, this instruction set that makes it to where you can still run 32-bit applications on 64-bit processors, because itanium wasn't going to let you do that." Uh, point is, x86 makes things more compatible and easier to deal with because it's PC architecture. Uh, That's why so many games of this generation are coming out on PC at the exact same time because there's no port time. There's no reason to rewrite everything for the PC or for the PS. The PS4 doesn't run cell architecture. It's not power PC, so it doesn't take longer to develop for it. Um, what this comes down to is that the Wii U is an annoying bitch and nobody wants to make anything for it because it's an annoying bitch. It doesn't run x86. It's power PC. It's stupid. Um, so hopefully the NX will be x86. Everything will be good. They'll just fucking pay AMD a bunch of money to make a shitty fucking processor for them and be done with it. Um, it doesn't matter how powerful it is. It just has to actually be something people want to develop for. Uh, and that's that's what fucked over the Wii U so much, is that they went, make everything in PowerPC. And everyone was like, what the fuck is it? So I've gone over it before. You all tuned out while I was talking about all that shit. But whatever. Um, this whole report is bullshit. It doesn't mean anything. Wait until whatever the hell his name is actually says what the fuck the NX even is. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Game development. Uh, 
that's the topic we're on now. Google. They're talking about Chromecast gaming again. Uh, this is significant because the Chromecast is kind of, kind of just there. Um, it's got to compete with the Apple TV somehow. So now uh, we're going to get uh, Unity support for Chromecast. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Basically, uh, you just enable this uh, remote display API plugin um, in your Unity game, and it's compatible with Chromecast. Uh, we'll see what that does, because from my understanding, Chromecast doesn't have very good like graphics capability. So unless it's like streaming from your phone, uh, which it's probably not going to run very well. Uh, as far as using the Chromecast for gaming, I've played like a card game on it. It's pretty nice. Uh, so hopefully this will this will get more more in that because I like uh, I like my Chromecast. It's just I don't have a lot to do on it other than watch YouTube. So cool, whatever. Uh, last thing, sort of involved with game development. I talked about Konami earlier being stupid bitches, uh, uh, killing off all their their franchises as well. Uh, Konami said no, Kojima can't get his award for Metal Gear Solid Five. Why? I don't know. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland had to pick it up. <sighs> I hate Konami. I'm sure Nathan hates them too. Uh, <laughs> there's a comment down here that says, they really embrace the no such thing as bad publicity concept at Konami. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jeff Kaylee, Keeley, I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, said, as you noticed, Hideo Kojima is not here with us tonight, and I want to tell you a little about that. Mr. Kojima had every intention of being with us tonight, but unfortunately he was informed by a lawyer representing Konami just recently that he would not be allowed to travel to tonight's award ceremony to accept any awards. He's still under an employment contract. It's disappointing and it's inconceivable to me that an artist like Hideo would not be allowed to come here and celebrate with his peers and his fellow teammates. This... I'm going to go on a tangent. I am... I'm really fucking... Like, trying not to believe this. But hear me out. What if it's all just one big fucking conspiracy? What if... Kojima isn't actually fired from Konami. And that all of this was a front to build up hype for Silent Hills. Now, li listen to me here. My, my buddy came up with this idea, and it's fucking, like, it, it all fits together. So, what is one of the main themes of P.T.? It's the idea of multiple realities. This, and it's one of the one of the main concepts in Silent Hill, of the whole series. 
that that there's this dark world and the the not so dark world so the the paper bag in pt it says uh something along the lines of of uh, I'm, I'm the only one who's me. Are you sure you are the only you? Something like that. Referring to the fact, and, and he also says like the, that the, the door, it's a portal to another world. So it's all referring to the fact, uh, the, the idea that, that you, you go through the doorway, it's another world. And notice that there, that whenever you transition to the dark world in PT, it only happens when you go through the door. Indicating that the doorway is a portal to another reality. And that maybe as you go through each doorway, you're simply getting teleported into parallel universes. That that each time you go through, maybe you'll go into a place that's completely different. Maybe you'll go into one that's only slightly different. Maybe it looks almost exactly it looks exactly the same, but there's just some like very slight difference. But other times you're in fucking hell. Something along those lines. Moving forward, look at Metal Gear Solid V. I have not finished the game, but one of the main aspects of the game is the FOB mode. uh, Forward operating pace mode. Which the entire concept behind it is that you are going into parallel dimensions and attacking other versions of yourself to get supplies and whatnot. There's there's a continuation of this concept of parallel dimensions, alternate realities. Uh, there is there is PT stuff in Metal Gear Solid Five. Why, if if uh, Konami wanted to erase everybody's everybody's memory basically of pt just wanted to wash their hands of the whole thing why would they let kojima leave that stuff in there they pulled it off the market you can't even play it on your ps4 anymore it's it's the license is expired you can't play pt anymore no matter what 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 if this is all just a ruse that that Kojima wanted everyone to panic that that he's he's gone he's gone from Konami Silent Hills will never be made it's been canceled Konami came out and said it's been canceled uh, uh, uh Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro said that it's been canceled all that but it's all a lie it's all a lie to make it out that that we're in this other world where konami has become this insane company that's just destroying its own its own franchises and everything and and in the end they're they're, they're like at e3 2016 they're gonna be like they're just gonna show the fucking trailer for silent hills like like the, the uh they're gonna show some kind of fucked up new gameplay trailer for it and it's like surprise motherfuckers like what if that's what's going on? It's probably not, but I had to fill some time, so I figured I'd explain all that. What if that's what's going on? That, that, because uh, Tyler also pointed out this Jeff Keeley, Kaylee, whatever, 
He was also the guy that told us that Metal Gear Solid Five was actually uh, just some game called The Phantom Pain made by the big big whale studio or whatever. What if he's he's in on that and it's it's just forwarding this narrative that Kojima is is pushing because if you also remember, uh, maybe last year, maybe it was early this year, uh, Kojima said that he was working on something that could end up costing him his career, um, that it could it could basically ruin his life and what if it's this what if it's this grand scheme that it is unprecedented that's beyond anything anybody has ever done in marketing um this would blow everybody's shit is it one hell of a conspiracy theory yes it is but good god it would be so cool all right so that's me talking for an hour i need a fucking drink um I'm going to go fucking play Warframe because that's what I've been playing more than Fallout 4. Uh, if you want Destiny, but don't want, like, you don't want really repetitive gameplay, um, and you also don't want to pay anything, uh, Warframe's pretty good. Um, it also runs at 60 frames per second as opposed to 25 to 30. So that's a pretty cool deal. And it's on console, running at 60 frames per second. Pretty good deal. All right. So that's uh, that's all I got for this week. Um, it was pretty hard for me to keep going uh, talking to myself. I'm sure it got really boring there for a while, but hey, gotta fill in space. Hopefully Nathan will be back here next week. Maybe we can get what's his face, Jeremy, Johnny, Gary, Tom, uh, ne- Tom, Bobby, Nemesis, Connor, Bob, uh, uh, Seamus. I'll see you all next time on Dragon Ball Z. Good night.